everything you do should be for your your ideal client. If all you do is talk about yourself and what you do and how awesome you are, think of that as going on a first date with someone and all they do is talk about themselves. Are you going to go on a second date? Probably not. So don't do that in your marketing. They want to know what you can do for them. So focus on that in all of your content and you'll be golden. Today on Strategy Shorts, I'm joined by the most excellent Alison Verhalen. She is an SEO specialist, copywriter, and a bit of an expert when it comes to all things copy-related. Alison, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am all of the things that you said, copywriter, SEO strategist, speaker, and author. Um, I did fall into this. I ended up majoring in English and psychology in college um, and had no clue this was an option. Ended up getting the perfect degree for for content marketing. Did not know what content marketing was. Thought I wanted to work in publishing. Graduated in 2009 right after the job market crashed. So uh, that was not going to happen because there were no jobs to be had in publishing or really anywhere else. So I ended up answering phones for a few years, found myself between jobs at one point, and my roommate at the time, her dad, who was an attorney, was awesome and offered to give me stuff to do around his office until I got back on my feet. And one of the things he needed was someone to write blog posts for his law firm. And he knew I had a strong writing background, so he offered me the gig. And I was like, what? I can get paid to write? Seriously? Yeah, sign me up. So I jumped at that chance and started writing for him and then for an associate of his and then for some friends of mine. And it just kept growing from there. Did eventually get another day job, but I kept writing on the side and it just kept growing until I couldn't handle both anymore. So yeah, I quit the day job about nine years ago now and I've been doing this full time ever since. I love that. I love that because it it demonstrates that you're an action taker, but also willing to respond to the opportunities that come your way. Lots of people who listen to Strategy Shorts are people stepping into new roles or perhaps they're looking at a career pivot or they want to pursue a passion and they want some quick tips and and tricks and processes for taking those first steps into, into whatever they're pursuing. And what I love about your story is that you you were pulling on a thread, you were pulling on a, a passion that you had. And when the opportunity presented itself, you said, yeah, I'm going to do that because I can do it and I like it. And actually, as you began to pull that thread and began to pursue the thing that you enjoyed, it slowly unraveled to become this business opportunity, which is such a great story. And I would encourage anybody, uh, you know, what threads have you got lying around? What passions have you not investigated recently that you could perhaps pursue, which might lead you in a new direction? But you mentioned that that you're an author, which to me sounds like a big piece of work. That's uh, that's kind of an epic mountain to climb. So tell us a little bit about what you wrote and, and what that's about. Yeah, so it's uh, content marketing made easy. It is my book all about what I do. And I actually just released the second edition a few months ago. I wrote a first edition um, a couple years ago and I tried to make it as evergreen as possible. And then AI happened. (laughs) I was like, okay, now I have to write a whole chapter on AI. But the, the goal of the book was to lead people through the process of creating and implementing a content marketing strategy that they could implement themselves, put it in terms that the average person can understand. I think when a lot of people hear 
SEO, which by the way, stands for search engine optimization. I keep forgetting that everyone knows that acronym off the top of their head. I refer to it as making Google your friend, right? So you want you want to get found when people are looking for you. So there are certain things you have to do with your website and your content to make sure that happens. So a lot of people think of it as like it's rocket science or brain surgery. It's this really big, intimidating thing that only super smart people can understand. And it's not. I mean, at, at the end of the day, Google is just trying to help people find the content that answers their questions. So I was really intimidated by SEO when I first got into this and would never have thought that I would be calling myself an SEO strategist. But through pursuing this as a career, kind of stumbled my way into SEO and actually found, A, that I love it. It's fascinating. I genuinely enjoy it, but also it's not as hard or intimidating as people think it is. So I wanted to write this book to make it super accessible for everyone. I love that turn of phrase, making Google your friend. If you're listening or watching, we'll be sure to, to link Alison's book in the show notes. So go and check that out. But a couple of things you mentioned there that I wanted to, to ask you about. One is about content creators, because on, on one side of the fence, you've got content creators who are not writers. They're not, they're not your traditional content creators, but they want to leverage things like AI to help them, to help them make advancements in that space. But then you've got other types of content creators, wordsmiths, people who love that craft and have devoted their lives to it on the other side of that tricky balance. I'm just wondering where you think we're headed in the world of AI and, and what kind of impact that that's likely to make on your work, but also just what's your hot take on AI copywriting in general? Yeah, um, that's kind of a tricky question, like as far as where we're going in the future, because no one really knows, do we? Um, I, in the immediate aftermath, it has actually helped me <laughs> because a lot of people are using AI without really understanding how to make the most of it. If you're just creating content for the sake of creating content, then Absolutely. Go ahead and use chat GPT or, or, you know, one of one of the other AI content generators. And I use generation and quotes because it's not really generating anything. It's just scraping content that already exists and repurposing it for you. So it's really hard to stand out from the crowd. It's really hard to position yourself as a thought leader in your industry if you are just saying the same thing everyone else is saying in more or less the same way that they're saying it. So I have had a really easy time standing out from the crowd with all of this AI because I put a lot of effort into understanding my clients, their brand, how they want their brand to be perceived, who their ideal client is, how we can position them as a thought leader in their industry. So that's the content that I'm creating for them. Um, and it's just miles above anything AI can create. Um, I actually got one client last year who had initially hired another marketing agency and he hated the content that he got from them and he put it through an AI checker and it came back like 90 something percent AI written and he decided he needed someone to actually write the content for him and not just use the computer. So it's uh, really easy to stand out from the crowd with all this AI if you know what you're doing. Um, and you absolutely can use AI for certain parts of the content creation process if you know what you're doing. First and foremost, fact check it. it. Studies have shown that it gives wrong information something like half of the time. So bear that in mind. At the very least, fact check it. 
And then check it for brand, check it for consistency, check it and make sure that it's actually something you want representing your brand, because that's what it's going to be doing. It's going to be representing your your brand and your company. And there is nothing more valuable as a business owner than your reputation. So at the very least, fact check and then edit it and make sure that it, it is in line with something that you as a as a business owner would put out to represent your brand. That's it. You know, this is quickly turning into a AI episode, which is not what we intended to be talking about. <laughs> not what we talked about, but we follow these rabbit holes and who knows where we'll end up. <laughs> That's it. So we're going we're gonna to come back in a moment. So I think thinking through some of the highlights that are probably found in your book around some of your principles around content creation and how to own your content. But before we get that, one more comment about AI. You know, one of the ways that I've been using it, which I think has been really helpful, is to summarize content that's already been created that I actually don't yes. need to watch back or I don't want to transcribe. Things like interviews, things like if I want to grab a quick podcast summary of what's included in an episode, I find it really helpful mm-hmm. for things like that. So there are points where it's, where it's a really functional job that you can use AI to do that for you. But actually, it's never going to capture the nuance of your brand or your personality, your voice, as well as perhaps we would like it to. I think we're we're a few years away from that. So I think you've made some really, really Mm -hmm. helpful comments there. Now, let's get back to your insights and and what you wanted to share with us. I think you've got three or four things. Let's call them disciplines or lessons for our audience today around content creation. But before we get to that, who is your target listener? Like, who are you really trying to reach with these thoughts today? Yeah, uh, the business owner who is just starting out um, or has been in business for a while and is really looking to grow their business and specifically grow their online audio, their online presence. And they know that um, upping their game in, in the world of blogging is a great way to do that. Um, a lot of small business owners are told they need to be blogging for their business and they don't really know what that means or even why they're supposed to be doing it. So I would love to reach those people and explain to them, A, why it's so valuable, but also how to do it right. Because like I said, you can create content for the sake of creating content and you're not going to get very far. Uh, You're not going to get the results that you really want. Whereas if you're really intentional with your blog and all of your marketing efforts, you, you can get awesome results. Awesome. So we've had a couple of planning calls about uh, this discussion and sometimes we have three insights. Sometimes we have five, who knows how many we're going to get today. Why don't you take us through your top three, four, five, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost is own your content. Uh, When people hear blogging, I always talk about making sure it's on your website, but other people think, well, LinkedIn is a blog, Medium is a blog. Uh, yes, those are options, but you don't really own the content. Those websites can shut down at a moment's notice. They can delete your content. They can delete your account for with without any explanation. Presumably there's some reason they did it, but you may or may not ever get an explanation as to what that reason was. So always, always, always own your own content and then use those channels, social media, your newsletter, podcast, and use those channels to distribute your blog, but it should live on your, your own website where you own the domain. You control every aspect of it because that is the only online real estate that you own rather than rent. So first and foremost, make sure it is on your 
website that you own. Next up is consistency in every aspect, consistency in your your brand, your voice, the language that you use, consistency in publishing. One of the most common questions I get is how often should I be publishing? The bare minimum is once a month, ideally two or three times a month. Um, every other week is good. Every week is better. But if you can only do, you know, once or twice a month, then do that um, and make sure that it is high quality. So don't kill yourself trying to create tons of content every week. If you can only do one really stellar blog post once a month, then awesome. Do that. But make sure that it is stellar. So you've got to have that quality and that consistency. So it's a really good blog post every single month is going out. Set yourself a schedule. Don't put one out on the first of the month and then the next month on like the 30th. Make sure it's always on the first or always on the 15th or whatever date you choose. Make sure you are super consistent with that schedule. Treat it just like any other deadline. You got to put new content out on that schedule. So that is it. Um, and then my next tip is keep your audience front and center in everything that you do. What language do they use? What questions are they asking related to your industry that you can answer for them in your content? What, where are they in the buyer journey? What makes sense as the next step in the buyer journey? How are you going to get them to take that next step in the buyer journey? Um, everything you do should be for your, your ideal client so that you can create content for them and lead them through the buyer journey. If all you do is talk about yourself and what you do and how awesome you are, think of that as going on a first date with someone and all they do is talk about themselves. <laughs> Are you going to go on a second date? Probably not. <laughs> so don't do that in your marketing because someone is just getting to know you and they want to know what you can do for them. So focus on that in your all of your content, especially your blog posts, and you'll be golden. Do you have anything by way of a quick hack or, a, or an easy approach to doing that kind of research? Because people talk about keywords and People talk about surveys. And I think for a lot of people who are feeling rushed or under pressure, you mentioned that that business owner who knows they need to get started, but actually the process of research can feel quite daunting. What are some of the ways mm -hmm. that you might tackle that or simplify that process? Yeah, well, first and foremost, what are the questions that you keep hearing over and over again when you're in conversation with people? When you're on a podcast, what are the questions that the host is going to ask you over and over uh, in sales calls, in uh, networking events, when you're talking to prospects, when you're talking to clients, there are probably some questions you hear over and over and over again, and you're sick of giving the same answers. So write about it, write a blog post about it. And um, that way, because if they're asking you those questions in person or on Zoom or whatever, they're probably asking those questions of Google as well. Or if they're not, then people like them are. So that is the easiest way to do that research is just have conversations with people. My other, one of my favorite tools I love to use is called Answer the Public, which you can find at answerthepublic.com. Awesome tool. You just put in, I like to start with one of the services that I provide or one of my content pillars and just talk about, put in that one word, keyword or search phrase uh, and see what it comes up with. It will tell you all of the questions from across the internet that use that that one word or phrase. Um, awesome, awesome starting point. I then I do then take it to my my keyword research and make sure it's a, a good keyword and do all of that. But 
um, as an idea generator, it's a great starting point. So I love that tool. I use it all the time. I think they're two really awesome bits of advice. And, and the to your first point about listening to what are the questions that are coming up in conversations on sales calls and networking events? Look, we've got our phones, you know, make sure you've got a note in your note taking app where you're just capturing some of those questions, you know, when it comes up, capture yes. it and then revisit it at the end of the week to try and make that process even easier, but keep it simple. The other thing we talked about um, being consistency, you know, when you're writing a stellar piece of content, a long form piece of content, I think the other lens that people need to bring to that is, if you're not in a position to create something every week, how can you flex that one piece of content you have created? Like could week two, you've got this great long form article, then maybe next week you do an audio recording of that article. You don't have to do any more work. You just need to spend five, 10 minutes recording it. Could you cut it up into some quotes and put an image behind it and then get that out on social media? Like how can you repurpose that thing you've created and sweat that asset because I think that's a really, really important thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I really loved what you're talking about, you know, making sure that you're answering questions. I had an interview a few weeks ago with a guy called Daniel Murray. Um, he's the founder of the Marketing Millennials. And they really established themselves on LinkedIn by publishing memes, lighthearted content, funny stuff. But his big message to me was stop writing a personal journal. Like if you are serious about launching your business or, or marketing yourself online like you said people don't want to hear all about you they want to have their questions answered they want to see content that's going to feed them that's going to help them solve problems they don't want to hear your life story though there is a place for it you know being transparent or authentic with with your followers and the people who are interested in your story there is room for it but you've got to find that balance now as we said throughout this episode. And you have to make it relevant to the tips and tools that you're providing. So yes, tell them your story. Yes, tell them about, you know, who you are and what you do, but make it relevant to how you can help them. That's it. That's it. Now, you know that we love to be really practical on the show and we love to finish with a takeaway or something for people to try as soon as the episode finishes. So what's the first thing that you think people should do after listening to today's episode? Create a content calendar because, um, again, it's all about having that schedule and making sure that you know when your next blog post is going out. So start planning at least three months in advance. When are you going to publish? And then start looking up some topics and, and planning which topics are going to be published when so that it's all you have to do is fill in the blanks. Alison, we are just about done for time for today's episode, but thank you so much for spending some time with me and with our audience. And let's speak again soon. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.